If you're an executive, entrepreneur, seasoned investor, or just a student of the game, you'll love The Great Fail, Adweek's Entrepreneurship Podcast of the Year, a show that artfully uncovers some of the biggest fails in business history and how it might have been prevented. The Great Fail is entertaining, informative, and told through a true crime narrative in under 30 minutes that keeps you at the edge of your seats. So check out The Great Fail wherever you get your podcast. Podcasts have been described as experiencing a meteoric rise in the past year. According to recent metrics, there are currently more than 700,000 active podcasts, totaling over 29 million episodes in more than 100 languages available to the average consumer. And with more and more hosts working to connect with listeners on a more personal and emotional level, it's no surprise to learn that sound is the most effective way to build trust among consumers. In this episode, Nathan Spell and I are putting Copywriting 101 on a brief hold as we take a look at the recently released study, Your Brain on Podcasts, which was jointly produced by Wondery and Mindshare's NeuroLab. Today, we will be speaking with Hernan Lopez, founder and CEO of Wondery, who will be leading us through this study of trust and emotion in the podcast advertising space. So let's get started. That's the great thing about Stamps.com. They grow with you. As much fun as I had, I couldn't wait to get back to my sleep number bed. Yep. I love my third love bras. They're hands down the most comfortable bras I've ever owned. I love making Blue Apron. I love it. It's my me time. Ernan, thanks so much for joining us today. Most of our listeners will be familiar with you and with Wondery, but for those who aren't as fully immersed in the podcast industry as we are, would you mind introducing yourself and talking a little bit about the company? Yes, I'm the founder of Wondery. We started the company about three years ago. We're best known for shows like Dirty John, Dr. Death, The Shrine Next Door, but we also make some of the most engaging, ongoing shows like Business Wars, American History Tellers, Imagine Life. And the brand of Wondery is known for what we call emotionally immersive storytelling, uh, shows that make listeners feel they're in the middle of the story as the story is happening. Uh, and we also do some fun comedy interview shows like Life is Joy with Justin Long. So we're here to talk about your brain on podcasts, and there's so much to cover there. But first, could you just talk about why Wondery commissioned that study in the first place? It's funny. Before I started Wondery, um, and before I even was a podcast listener, I was surprised by every time I heard somebody recommend a podcast to me, they were so excited and so worked up, and so uh, they just could not... Um, stop talking about how much they love podcast A or B. And, and in many cases, they were talking about Serial, the podcast that really started this new golden age of audio storytelling. So I kept wondering, is there something that happens in the brain that is different uh, when people are listening to a podcast from anything else? Because I just couldn't see that reaction from any almost anything else. And when um, fast forward four years later, um, I am reading an issue of Adweek, and I uh, get an um, article um, about Mindshare's NeuroLab. And um, they, I, I know the people at Mindshare, and I start reading, and the, the article um, describes that they launch a, a neuroscience research center within Mindshare, and that the first study that they did was called The Power of Audio. And... And I start to read the 
headlines of the study, and one of the interesting data points uh, I, I found intuitively um, intuitively um, obvious or, or intuitively true, but I hadn't seen any proof for it before. And it's the fact that people respond to audio in a much more powerful way than they respond to visuals. And uh, I thought I have to read it and I have to get in touch with them and find out more. Can you walk us through the study itself and what sort of methods were used and what exactly the results were? Yes, let's first um, clarify that there are two studies. There's a study that Mindshare did on its own, but it's important to talk about that one in particular. Uh, They did, uh, they used um, EEG, uh, electroencephalographic um, scanning, uh, galvanic skin response. So EEG is obviously, a lot of people have done EEG for a medical treatment. It's when they put sensors somewhere. In this case, they're all in, attached to your head, and they essentially measure, and I, I'm sure I'm going to sound uh, like I know what I'm talking about, but um, <laughs> they, 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 they measure changes in the electricity and, and in, in your brain. Uh, so they, they measure the exchange, the, the intensity of emotions and the valence of emotions, and they measure the degree to which memories are being formed, what's, what's called memory encoding. Uh, they also complement it with something called a galvanic skin response. This is where they put a sensor attached to your skin, and they see whether your uh, skin, again, changes uh, the degree to which they conduct electricity. Uh, and then finally, they added eye movement research and uh, implicit uh, trust association research. So combining all of those research techniques um, they wanted to get to the bottom of whether people respond to audiovisual ads versus visual-only ads versus audio-only ads in a different way. And the insight that they came up with is that they, they're observing that, obviously, the, the smartphone has become the number one screen for all of us. And right. they noticed that most modern consumers engage with smartphones using only one set at a time. They're either looking at their feed with another screen without the headphones on, or they're listening to something without looking at the screen. So hmm. they had um, they, they, they wanted to test a very long-held assumption that visuals are more important than audio. Uh, and and that's something that most people assume, even media planners assume, which is why uh, so much money, so much more money spent in visual media than in audio media. And they even asked people, uh, the respondents of the survey, the, the respondents of the study, uh, before they started the study, do you think that you prefer visual stories or audio stories? And most people said, yes, I prefer visual stories. So then they attach all these sensors to the brain and they start to measure what happened in reality. And what they found was fascinating. First, they found that audio-only ads were 21% more powerful. They had higher emotional intensity than visual-only ads, right? So audio alone is more powerful than visuals alone. And they also found that audio-only ads had 89% of the emotional intensity of audiovisual ads. Obviously, 
you're always going to get uh, the highest response to an ad with both um, sight, sound, and motion. But in this case, they proved that most of the power comes actually from the sound and not from the visuals. Uh, do they know what causes that difference? Why audio is more effective in that way than video or visuals alone? They don't explain that in the study, but I've read, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure you guys have heard multiple times that sound is perceived by your brain faster than any other sense. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's the other, um, the, 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 the other long-held um, belief that when people are listening to something, they make a mental picture in their brain that is better than anything else that they're seeing. Uh, and there's no real way to test that assumption, but that's an explanation that I've heard about why audio is so emotionally powerful. I just want to clarify, uh, both for myself and I think for listeners, are we talking about the initial study at this point, or is this... Yes. So this okay. is all the initial study. And so when I read all that, I thought that there would be an opportunity to specifically test podcasts, because their study was about audio in general. Right. And I don't want to test podcasts. And I wanted to compare podcasts not to every other kind of audio or not to any kind of visual ads. I wanted to tell, make podcasts compare themselves to video ads on smartphones. Uh, you guys obviously are in the media planning world, um, and so you guys will resonate. Video ads in smartphones are the only other units that can communicate an emotional message. And coincidentally or not, their CPMs are similar to podcast CPMs. Hmm. And they are more widely used than podcasts uh, today for a number of reasons. So um, we, the design of the study um, centered around uh, two of our podcasts, a storytelling one, uh, Dr. Death, and an interview one, Life is Short, with Justin Long. And two brands. One uh, was uh, a very widely known direct response advertiser. The other one is a streaming service. And we we ran we tested podcast ads in two versions: host red and producer red, against real ads that both of these brands had run on those media on on social media video tailored to ads. And to tailor to uh, smartphones. And we wanted to make sure we we're testing them in the same length. So we tested 15-second ads and 60-second ads. In both cases, podcast versus social media video. What were, the, what were the results of that study, and how do they differ from... Obviously, they differ in what we were looking for in, or what you were looking for in that study, but what exactly were the results? So well, the, that, that study is what we call, we end up calling your brain on podcasts. Uh, and essentially, the, the, the difference between this study and the other one is what is specifically focused on podcasts. Mm -hmm. One of the first things that we found surprising was we did an implicit trust association study on both of those brands before and after being exposed to an ad. And we found that after a single exposure to a podcast ad, trust in the advertised brands went up. Whereas after a single exposure, 
to a video ad for the same brand, trust in the brand went down. Uh, that to me was remarkable. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't remarkable that trust in the brand after listening to the podcast went up. That was remarkable was that trust uh, after listening, after watching the ad went down. Hmm. The the second thing that we found um, very interesting that, that was consistent with what they had seen in the prior study was that um, the emotional intensity for a podcast ad goes up as time goes by. So there's a peak towards the end of the ad, whereas in social media video ads, the emotion intensity and also the memory encoding go down toward the end. And this is very important uh, for brands to realize because those last 5, 10, however many seconds of the ad are exactly are typically the moments when we're talking about the brand. So you have this dichotomy of, when people are listening to a podcast, their attention goes up at the end, um, and when people are watching the ad, goes down. And so that is exactly when you want people to remember more. What do the results mean for advertisers and publishers in terms of how they should think about prioritizing their ad spend? I'm biased, uh, so of course, <laughs> I, I, I don't think that people are going to be surprised to uh, to hear me say that they should be considering. Uh, adding more podcast spend, um, I, I think the the you know podcasts are making a very interesting transition. It used to be um, uh, I, 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 an experiment, um, and then went into a nice to have. We're at the point where podcasts are going from a nice to have to a must have in every media plan um, because consumers are spending so much time on the smartphones. And they're doing many things on the smartphones, but most of the things that they do with the smartphones are done in short periods of time. Podcasts are one of the only means where listeners uh, or consumers engage with for long periods of time. And that's the only way in which you can engage with ads for long periods of time. I totally mm. agree. And I I think a lot of folks here would also agree with that. I can't tell you the number of times that I hear people jump in and they're like, oh, man, I listened to all of these episodes while I was, you know, traveling to visit my family or going on vacation. So there's a, yeah. another very interesting uh, slide that Mindshare created. Um, it says podcast memories are likely to sustain over time, give her the strong emotional component. Um, you guys probably have um heard or, or maybe some of you experienced the the anecdote of the mother who lets their kid uh, put their hand on a hot stove so that they can remember that that's the way to they'll never forget that if you put your hand <laughs> on a hot stove right. but if you tell the kid don't put your hand on a hot stove that the, the kid will have to do it uh so emotional memories are more durable i mean that's mm. that's something that good teachers know that good storytellers uh, know so given that podcasts have such a strong emotional component, the memories that they create are likely to sustain over time. Well, we, we may be a little biased as well, but we've obviously felt that podcast advertising gives brands a real leg up, especially when it comes to fighting to earn that trust and attention. You know, we've known that was the case, I think, but it's really cool to read through the study and see, you know, that competitive advantage like quantified, I think, especially at the level of the brain. And then with the second study that you commissioned to see, you know, how those 
you know, different formats play out. Is there anything that we missed about this study that you'd like to add before, you know, we let you go? There is uh, another very interesting uh, side of the test that we, we tested. Oh, two things, actually. One, one is that we tested host red ads versus producer red ads uh, because we just wanted to see how much stronger. We all know that in the podcast space, DR advertisers prefer host red ads, whereas brand advertisers are generally indifferent about them. Um, we, we, and we, we support both kinds of uh, format ads. The, the only one format we don't support are pre-produced radio ads because we, we don't want podcasts to sound like radio. And right. we found that host red ads were the best performing uh, format indeed. They, they had 30% higher emotional intensity than social media ads, video ads. Mm. Wow. But even producer red ads had 23% higher emotional intensity. So the difference between even a producer red ad and a video ad was much bigger than the difference between a producer and a host red ad. Wow. And then the other part of the story is that we, we of the of the study is that we we asked um, we we tried to test whether a kind of ad fits better into a kind of pocket of of environment specifically storytelling for higher emotion and interview for higher attention that that's what we found so we found that emotional intensity for host red ads in storytelling environments is higher than it is for interview-style environments, whereas memory encoding for host red ads in interview-style environments is higher than it is for storytelling environments. So, the, I mean, the, the, the headline for this slide would be make use emotionally intensive copy in storytelling environments and use factual copy in interview-style um, environments. Um, but... I do, I, I, at the end of the day, you guys always, um, you know, do what you do best, which is uh, have uh, the talking points delivered to the host, and then let the host put those talking points in their own words. And that's right. that's going to be the tried and true, the the best way of how your ads be successful. I love that we're on the right track. Yeah. <laughs> well. Anand, thank you so much for joining us today. This has really been fascinating. I've I've really loved um, listening to you talk about this and getting to read it prior to having you on. And I'm really excited to see how all of this continues to grow and evolve. Thank you very much. It was such a pleasure to um, be talking to you guys. Congratulations on launching your podcast. I listened to episode one. I still need to uh, follow uh, the future episodes. And uh, please call me anytime. Copywriting is something that I feel very passionately uh, passionate uh, about it was my first job uh, that's how I started uh, in to, to work in media and uh, and I I, I I think that good copywriting is underappreciated and is way more important than people realize if you enjoyed this episode be sure to subscribe for updates on future episodes and leave us a comment with your feedback questions or ideas for future segments Please be sure to join us next time as we dive back into Copywriting 101, voice, tone, and content, and the important distinctions between the three. This podcast was written and hosted by me, Lindsay Boyd, and Nathan Spell, with sound mixing and editing by Freddie Trejo. This podcast is an Ad Results Media production. 
Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan.